Scotty Sheepwolf Sunball. I hope you all had a badass and pleasant week. Alright, so tonight we'll, we will be starting part three of, the, of Defending God, which is an expansion to the Evangelism series. As always, if you have any concerns or questions, you can contact me at ScullyBlade99.com That is ScullyBlade99.com Or you can hit me up on Facebook. Also, you can request to let up the Badass Christian Militia Facebook group. Lastly, the website is now available. It's www. LegionofAdai.com That is www.LegionofAdai.com There are no spaces and no caps. So it's just Legion of Adai. If you ever get a chance to swing over you visit, I think you'll really like it. Alright, as always, let's open up for prayer. Alright, dearly Father, Lord, just gathered here again. Get close to you, Lord. To Lord, Lord, all your ways. Lord, this week we're just trying to learn how to evangelize. Lord, I just, would like, just want to share the track that I created. Lord, I'm just very grateful that I think you this chance to, to do something for the kingdom, Lord. Lord is grateful for all the fellowship. Lord, we just just want to get closer to you. Time is short, Lord. We just need to really get strong in our faith. Please strengthen us, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so last week, the trial went on to the witness examination phase. The prosecuting attorney, Lucian Penta, was chosen to begin, and he called up Christian Christianity to explain the reasons why she stood by the defendant. The main reason was that the defendant showed her a better way to live. For so long, Christian had only known abandonment and abuse for the people in her life. Until God revealed to her that there is a population of people that have joined themselves to a new way of thinking, a mentality that was enforced by a world-altering sacrifice, the event known as 
the crucifixion of Yeshua. But I call it the slaughter of divine purity. Christian took us step by step, looked through the horror that Yeshua had to endure with a merciless barrage of whips to dragging a 250 pound wooden beam through the streets of Jerusalem. With every step moving him closer, closer to the hands of abomination. When he reached the end of his hellish journey, there was no respite to be found. Immediately he is seized and thrown onto the wooden beam that he was forced to carry. The most twisted and deplorable act imaginable is acted out upon Yeshua. Men with hammers violate his body, pounding spikes on and over again. If they pierce through his wrists and feet, Alright, brethren, before we finish Christian's account of the crucifixion, let's get to tonight's future soundtrack. Let's get it going on. Alright, so this track is titled On the Inside, and it's off of GFN's second EP, All the Horror. Enjoy my dudes. This one hits hard.
Okay, now let's get on with tonight's episode. The cruelty of mankind has no limitations. But now I hope all the members of the court have grasped the soulless nature of our kind. Yeshua was completely innocent. The reason why all this happened is because he dared to show people a new perspective of thinking. In his life, he lived to serve others and presented people with an everlasting promise. Through his life, he lived through his life-changing instructions and supernatural authority to overthrow the powers of darkness. Thus, the people learned how to change their own ways of living. Because of Yeshua, people have been fundamentally transformed. Drunkards changed into the picture of sobriety. Whores changed into wholesome brides. Thieves changed into changed into charitable givers. And liars changed into trustworthy saints. By the works of Yeshua, the captives have been set free. Through his astronomical acts of compassion, People have been delivered from things such as diseases, demonic possessions, even from the clutches of death. Children have been brought back to mothers and fathers. Servants have been risen, brought from their deathbeds. Friends resurrected from the graves. Christian paused and then asked the court, Did you hear, did you hear anything worthy? of the death penalty. Did anything I mentioned raise suspicion? Instead of a whip, Yeshua should have received worship. Instead of, a, instead of a crown of thorns, he should have received the king's throne. Instead of a wooden beam, he should have received a golden, golden chariot. And instead of dull spikes embedded into his flesh, he should have received an array of the finest quality flowers and gemstones. In truth, Yeshua was killed by men that carried a mindset very similar to the man that stands before me. These men I'm referred to are historically known as Pharisees, and they were the religious authority of Jerusalem. Why do I say that Mr. Penta and the Pharisees are one the same? Example one, they both consider Christianity to be a scourge of society. Yeshua is the source of that faith, and the Pharisees wage war against him and his followers. The very same, the very same one that, that Mr. Penta the plaintiff are waging now. Example two, they both plot and scheme to get their way. Example three, they both carry eagles that match the ridiculous outfits. I can prove to you what I'm saying is accurate. The Bible is my trustworthy eyewitness. Luke chapter 22 Verse 2, 
And the chief priest describes how they might kill him when they feared the people. Matthew chapter 26. Uh, verses 5 through 9. Now the chief priests, the elders, and all the council sought false testimony against Jesus to put him to death. Matthew chapter 23, verse 5. But all the work they do is to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broad and enlarge the borders of the garments. But now you're all thinking, you're all probably thinking to yourselves, why are these religious leaders so hell-bent on stopping Yeshua? The answer is simple, because he didn't condone the religious hypocrisy. I thought it really sad that many people consider Christianity religion. But in fact, Yeshua spent much of his time speaking against religion. If you don't believe me, I got plenty of biblical examples showcasing Yeshua's run-ins with the Pharisees. In the book of Matthew, there is a section called The Eight Woes of the Pharisees, and in it, Yeshua is calling them out. The world to you describes the Pharisees hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense, make long prayers. Therefore you will receive greater condemnation. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you, for you travel land and sea to win one proselyte. And when he, and when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of Hell as yourselves. Well to you, my guides, who say whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing. But whoever swears by the gold of the temple, he is obligated to perform it. Fools and blind, which is greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold? And whoever swears by the altar, it is nothing. Whoever swears by the gift that is on it, he is obliged to perform it. Who is obliged for which is greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift? Therefore, he who swears by the altar swears by it, and by all things on it. He who swears by the temple swears by it, and by him who dwells in it. And he who swears by heaven, swears by the throne of God, and by him who sits on it. Well, to you, scribes and Pharisees, give regrets for you pay tithe, commit, and anise, and cumin, 
it had neglected the weightier matters the law, justice, and mercy, and faith. These you ought to have done without, without leaving the others undone. Blind guides who straight out that and swallow a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, where you cleanse outside the cup and dish, but inside there they are full of extortion and self indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish that the outside of that may be clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly. The inside are full of dead man's bones, and all uncleanness. Even so you also outwardly appear righteous to men. The inside were awful, of hypocrisy, of lawlessness, Want to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you build the tombs to the prophets and adore the monuments the righteous, and say, If we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them. The blood of the prophets, therefore, you are witnesses against yourselves that you are sons of those. Murdered the prophets, fill up the measure of your father's guilt. Serpents brood, vipers. How can you escape the condemnation of hell? Therefore, indeed, I send you prophets, wise men, and scribes. So them you will kill and crucify, and so them you will scour scourge or scourge. It is the gogs and persecute from city to city. There is obvious recurring theme mentioned in the eight woes. Yeshua is revealing all skeletons that are the Pharisees' closets. These skeletons include hypocrisy, self righteousness. Glory seeking, vanity, and wicked scheming. The Pharisees feared Yeshua because he, he was exposing their agenda. Basically, Yeshua was a whistleblower, and the Pharisees wanted to place a gag order on him. In truth, the crucifixion was a heinous hit job orchestrated by the Pharisees. As far as I see it, history is repeating itself. Then it was Yeshua versus the Pharisees. Now, it's Christianity versus Mr. Penta. This whole trial is a farce. Be careful, Mrs. Christianity. I will not have you create a scene, Judge Good Ward, Ward. Mr. Penta, please wrap up your examination. 
the witness Grimm ordered. Mrs. Christianity, you're, be you're becoming tiresome. The thorn in the side of this courtroom, Lucian stated. I'll become much more than that if I have to, Mr. Lucian. Christian stepped back. You have no idea what you're up against. I pray that you receive mercy for your actions. Mrs. Christiani, you have five minutes to finish up your statements. Lucian sternly said. So be it, Christian replied. Okay, I'll finish the historic historical account of the issue was crucifixion. All right, let's pick up at the part where Yeshua was hoisted up vertically with a wooden TV. As he was hanging there, that openly mocked and taunted him. Some were so callous that they gambled for his garments right in front of him. Others taunted him as they passed by, saying, Save yourself. And come down from the cross. He said others. Himself he cannot save. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, descend, descend now to the cross, that we may see and believe. The most incredible aspect of all this is the fact that Yeshua never cursed his tormentors. Not once, not once did he rebel against the orders of those that abused him. Not once did he complain. The only words he ever spoke was, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they do. His only concern was for the people that committed barbarism against him. Now do you see what I meant? by a new way of thinking. In, in our society, we curse people for simply coming in front of us in the checkout line. Yet Yeshua showed kindness to his murderers. Christian paused asked, Mr. Lucian, has this slackened yet? Do you now see the error in your thinking? I believe that you said God is evil, genocidal, unjust, and cruel. The only ones I see perpetrating those traits is mankind. Our kind murdered God's son. Oh, didn't you also say that Christianity hides behind lies and that and that's and that it is a cult made up of brainwashed hypocrites. I believe I just debunked your claims, Mr. Lucian. Yeshua waged war against hypocrisy. Christianity calls all hypocrites. Never has it condoned religious 
self-righteous behavior. Christianity has nothing to hide because it's nature. It's exposed lies. Members of the court, I declare that we should be the ones on trial. Mr. Lucian, it's people like you that nailed Yeshua to that cross. You have the audacity to point the finger at God and Christianity. You disgust me. You falsely accuse the defendant of the crimes that others have committed. That is blatant extortion. What did you just say to me? Is that a threat? Mrs. Christianity? Lucia said angrily. No. It's the gospel truth. I'm just exposing your agenda. Chris replied. At this point, Lucian is seething, and he blasted Christian, saying, I knew you were going to be a problem for this trial. The moment you were sworn in, I should have, I should have your statements revoked, because of your disregard for my position and authority. There's too much at stake. I will not be silenced by corrupt and heartless individuals. Your threats disprove my point, Christian replied. I can't wait to see the defense destroy your case, you snake. And with this rogue comment, the courtroom started up. Order, order the court. That's enough, Mrs. Christianity. Please step down, Judge Grimm yelled. All right, rather, that concludes our first witness examination. Damn, Christian is a badass. That is what a real Christian looks like. Righteous indignation at its finest. She drew a sand to the line in a Pharisee in a tacky suit. And Ty ain't going to chase her off. May she be an example for all of us. All right, all right, beloved. Next week is Sheep Wolf's turn to examine. The plaintiff is his target. Writing the story has been a blast. Guys, I hope you are having fun listening to the chaos unfold in this kangaroo court. Until next time, stay frosty and slay on. Hoorah!